Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, here with co-host Aaron Keller. And today we are joined by our Western Nevada Angler Education Coordinator, Jan Nemec. Jan, welcome. I know it's a very busy time for you, so we appreciate you coming in to talk with us. Absolutely. Hello. Hello. And most of our listeners, if they listen regularly, they know who you are. But we thought it was a good time to highlight you since you are Nevada's angler pro. Like, what did you say, Aaron? He wrote the book on fishing in Nevada. Yeah, Jan wrote the book on fishing in Nevada. I, I was saying the man, the myth, the legend, Jan Oh, man. I don't know about all that. Uh, I think the only thing I've claimed to really be in life is a fly tire. I'm a so-so fly fisherman. So... Um, definitely pretty good at fly tying, but fly fishing is, uh, is fun for sure. Yeah. Um, wrote, uh, yes, a uh, little brief, uh, back history. I wrote a book on fly fishing, uh, fly fisher's guide to Nevada, uh, which was put out, oh, probably about 12 or 14 years ago. And there's a few around still, but, um, good book, good read, um, lots of places to visit and, uh, you know, dry state in the nation. We still have lots of places to go fishing still. We do, and a lot of listeners know who you are because you're always coming on and telling us all about those places to go fishing, and you will recognize Jan's voice if you watch our fly tying videos because that's all Jan. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, fly tying is kind of my thing for sure. Um, You know, it started started a little bit after I I, kind of into fly fishing or into my fly fishing journey, but... Um, fly tying kind of took over. Uh, somebody asked me a question one time, and it was the weirdest question to be asked. But if you had to give up one, fly fishing or fly tying, which one would you give up? And I actually would give up fly fishing, which is kind of weird. I just couldn't Whoa. give up fly tying. It's just too too big part of me. So Because isn't definitely. the point of fly tying it is. to go fly fishing? So it makes no sense <laughs> just to give stuff away, I guess. <laughs> we so, need someone who's passionate about it, you know, though. you got to have a fly tire. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a good friend to have, I Definitely. If you are a fly fisherman, you need to find a guy. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Because I definitely can't fish all of them that I tie. That's right. for sure. That is for sure. So for I feel weird asking you this because we do, we've worked with you so long and people do know, know who you are, but how long have you worked at Endo now? So I think we just just broke five years. So, um, but prior to that, uh, was, I've been around for, for a little while, about maybe 10 years uh, as a volunteer prior to that. So maybe 12 or 15 years kind of around. Um, but uh, as the, the English education coordinator for the Western region, about five years. Okay. See, I didn't even realize that because I got here, I think around the same time you got here. And I just knew everyone was super excited when you had started because they were like, Jan's the the angler guy. Just knowing him from being a, when he was a volunteer and then the opportunity to hire a guy like Jan into angler education, into our programs, we knew that it was going to be great, right? That we would have a wealth of knowledge that we could bring into our ranks that could further the program, create new programs, do things that maybe other people weren't capable of and, and so yeah, that's awesome been, thank yeah. you that's incredible incredibly 
perfect timing too, just because of how busy things are this time of year for sure. So that's awesome. I really appreciate that. Definitely appreciate that. Thank yeah. You. No, Thank it you. was definitely glad like, to I was be like... here. Sorry. Glad to be here. Definitely glad. I to just be. didn't know where you started, but I knew when I got here you were new too. But you really weren't new because you were such a big deal. So I, I was like, how do I become a Jan? Well, it's, that is a great point in that uh, we, anytime anybody wants to work for the Department of Wildlife, the first thing we tell them to do is become a volunteer. Absolutely. You're going to get to meet everyone. You're going to get to know the jobs. You're going to see yourself in one of the positions. And it's going to help you in your career. And so Jan maybe didn't think he was going to do that, but, you know, that's how it's worked out, right? You become a volunteer, and then you you find a position. And so, yeah, you do get to meet a ton of people. Everybody knew Jan before you ever worked here. So, just cool. Absolutely. And it was easy. Easy decision to come, for sure. It was, it was easy. Yeah, and Good we want to get into why you're so busy, but we're going to save that for the second half because we always talk about the events you're having, and we just wanted to highlight you this time. But um, what have some of your career highlights been? Oh, man, I think, uh, you know, I I um, I started um, and, and learned uh, how to fly fish from a, from a couple of, I would consider, local legends and even maybe regional legends for sure, but... Uh, the Dave Stanley, the Andy Burke, uh, learned a lot from from some pretty pretty knowledgeable guys. Uh, I spent a little time uh, Ike Berry. Um, I just had a chance to fish with some some pretty pretty knowledgeable guys. Um, and from kind of from that point, um, I uh, started the the shop bum. Um, did the fly fishing uh, uh, shop rat for for a few years, and it kind of evolved into um, into guiding and 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 was able to, to guide pretty successfully out of Truckee for a few years. So I've had a chance to guide in, in Truckee and then coming down into Nevada, guiding um, both on Pyramid um, as well as Truckee and then a lot of the Tahoe National Forest. So uh, Davis Lake and Frenchman's and we could probably talk about waters all day long, but quite a, quite a bit of water uh, there in the Sierras. But um, really I would prefer to be on this side of the state line, that's for sure. Uh, but in addition to, to guiding for just a number of years, um, I've had a chance to write some pretty cool articles, lots of pictures for magazines. Um, there was a, a commercial that came out a number of years ago uh, that uh, was a Travel Nevada commercial, and I got to, to fly fish in that. So there was uh, one section of that was uh, filmed on the Truckee River at Mayberry Park. Um, that was the weirdest thing I've ever probably gone through in my entire <laughs> life um, to have, you know, like 15 or 20 people watching you cast uh, without a fly on. But um, so everything from commercials to books to articles and photographs and um, travel far and wide. I feel like I got a, a fortune cookie a long, long time ago when I started working for Orvis that said you would travel far and wide for, for essentially my new job or new employer. And it just all kind of connected. And that truly is kind of what has happened since then, just really being able to, to dabble in all kinds of different things. Um, and that even goes to uh, like the visual side. So um, working with um, shields at, at one point and kind of trying to help design some of their fly shops and fishing shops and just kind of all kinds of different things. So as far as my greatest accomplishments, I'd probably say it's my family and my kids, but right underneath that is probably the commercial, the book, and some of the really neat things, different things. It hasn't always been, you know, one type of thing. It hasn't been a bunch of different books or, or a, a book writing... 
I'm not an author. I never claim to be anything. <laughs> I only claim to be a fly tire. So when I think about you know saying that I'm an author, an author, that's really hard. It, it doesn't come out my come out of my mouth very well. It, it, it's it's hard for me to say. So even right now, <laughs> yeah, I just I have a hard time with it. So um, again, like I claim to be a fly tire. The rest of it is 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 just just oddball stuff that I've done through right. life. I would say that you have a creative mind, and that those seeing things from a different little angle if anybody that's listening has seen any or some of our um, commercials on tv you know advertisements um, our drone footage was shot by jam oh god yeah that's didn't get into that or the fly time so (laughs) yeah so um yeah just just some cool different angles some of our social media posts that come out have jam's footage or photos or things like that in them so in all those fly tying videos, you you record those yourself. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I love I love spending the time uh, taking the time to do those for sure. How do you brainstorm um, what flies you're gonna teach people? Um, you know, I, I feel like I really try to uh, try to look at um, the different um, different types or elements that go into the fly. So, um, you know, we obviously want to show people. Um, how to tie a streamer, a nymph, and a dry fly. So we've got our floating flies and our sinking flies. But we look at different flies to teach them different techniques. So um, whether it's it's palmering a hackle in one fly and then teaching them to uh, tie a different style hackle in another um, parachute or whatever, we're, we really try to – I definitely try to vary the patterns enough, um, even within wet and dry, that, that teaches people kind of something new every time we, we step into a new fly. So – um, definitely try to um, try to vary the patterns widely, I guess, would be the best way to explain that for sure. Yeah, and for those of you who have not seen one of these videos, they're all on Endow's YouTube page. If you just Google Endow YouTube, and then there's a whole playlist of them, and you could see the different variety. Definitely. Um, Jandas and Fly of the Month, right? That's, that's the title of the playlist, so check yeah. it out. You got it. I think we have years worth of them on there. Yeah, so you'll be yeah. covered for a few. <laughs> definitely. Most definitely. Yeah, and then real quick before the break, you are a busy man this time of year. Definitely. And what maybe what are some of the events or things that you're kind of planning in the coming weeks? You know, coming up in a few days we have our biggest event for the year, the Kids Carp Derby and um, right into the the next event and I actually wouldn't call that the biggest event I would say our two biggest events are back-to-back weekends and that is this weekend the carp derby is followed um, followed closely by the Sparks Marina uh, free fishing day event Um, so two very very big ones very very fun ones for sure and you said followed by but it's like right on top yeah there's no break there's so much preparation that goes into that kids fishing day event and so much cleanup after the carp derby that they kind of just go together (laughs) they really just kind of bleed together this is our fishing event week it is it truly is yes may and june are are big ones for us um especially when it comes to kids with kids fishing day events followed by the carp derby and free fishing day yeah and we'll get into the details of the events after the break but i would say that this is a good time of year since we have another minute here a good time of year for these events to be held because prime fishing season i would think definitely definitely and actually this year is probably even better example with the high water you know we've a lot of guys aren't on the rivers right now so fishing more of those community ponds is is definitely a, a good thing um 
Um, so really seeing having more events for kids, for families, for everybody on the community ponds when the rivers are high definitely is a good thing. Yeah, and it seems like every Friday, so we get a download every Friday of what waters have been stocked throughout the state. And for the last three weeks, it's been a lot of community ponds um, spread out. And they're big fish. I mean, they're getting some really nice fish being, being planted. And I think people could get excited. And we have all that on our website. Yeah, there's a secret right now. Um, that's oh. the fact that the, the rivers, they're just too big to, to take fish. So a lot of those fish are going into the community ponds and those lakes. So those are going to be fishing better than normal right now. That's for sure. Yep. That and you sure. could find all of those by why not plug org, And then um, if you go to fishing, plan your fishing trip, then there's a whole stocking and fishing report page and you could find all of those waters. So we try to make it easy for people to get out there. Absolutely. And we're going to take a quick break. You will be listening to Nevada Wild shortly. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Before the break, we were telling you where to go check out all of the waters around the state in community ponds near you to get you and your family outside. Um, a reminder, we're joined by Jan Nemec, our angler education coordinator in Western region. So Jan, I think a good starting point for the second half would be to go over all of those fishing reports. I think people are dying to hear about Absolutely. how fishing conditions are, especially from you. Absolutely. And we'll start with the, 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 the half two, the, the safety. The rivers are definitely high right now, so not a lot of people are fishing the rivers. Um, even uh, I had a chance to go over and look at Thomas Creek and Galena and White's Creek in the last week, and even those are raging. You know, there's there's just so much water and even, even the lower elevation creeks. So um, we're definitely fishing, again, those community ponds and lakes. So uh, like Aaron mentioned, all the community ponds have been planted, I think, at least once, twice, three times at this point. So they are fully loaded. Um, pretty easy to fish. A lot of them, you know, a bobber and a salmon egg on a light leader is pretty hard to beat. Um, power bait off the bottom on those that have a clean bottom. A lot of them have too much vegetation, so you kind of just have to, to make it work. Um, but so we've got community ponds um, fishing very, very well, as well as some of those reservoirs that are kind of a little out of the way. And it's starting to warm up now. So we have um, our bass fishing is starting to, to turn on. And I actually am a fisherman, so I have a story. Um, oh, yeah. we like a I story. I actually just drove in from Lahontan. Um, we were out um, setting up, chumming for the kids' carp derby, making sure there's plenty of fish for our kids this weekend. Um, but I may have thrown a clouser minnow a few times, and I actually may have caught my first white crappie um, on a fly. So that was, was kind of a cool deal. Um, definitely uh, white crappie and a little um, um, white bass. So um, fishing at our warm water fisheries is really starting to pick back or pick up for the season, I suppose, uh, with some of the warmer temperatures. So we, 
winter was trying to hold on, but I, there's definitely some signs that we're, we're into summer. That's exciting. Definitely. Testing out the waters. Absolutely. You got to take a lunch, got to take a lunch at some point. So why not be on the water? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so anybody that's listening, if they were take, wanting to try fly fishing and they hear these community ponds, like what, what are a couple flies if they were to go into a shop that they would Excellent. So I think, um, you know, really number one is um, in any of any of our community ponds, ants are pretty hard to beat. So as far as dry flies, foam beetles or foam ants are pretty hard to beat. They float well. Um, they're easy to fish. They're not real easy to see. Um, but for a lot of a lot of reasons, they're great. Um, fish have a hard time not eating an ant or a beetle. So um, that is definitely a good one for those fishing maybe under the surface. So that would be our dry fly. Wet flies. Um, you know, um, I have a hard time, um, staying away from like a, a bird's nest or like a hare's ear nymph and for obvious reasons that kind of looks like what they've been eating. So mm -hmm. that definitely, um, definitely is a good, good fly for those community ponds. So I'm all about the ant and the hare's ear. Ashley just looking at us. <laughs> I know. I looked at you with such a blank face. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jan, as much as you love no. fly tying, the words are like, or the names of all the different flies are just like. Oh, and they've got some goofy over names, too. Head. Yeah, that is. I mean, you do get that. It's almost like that scene from Joe Dirt when he's um, explaining all the fireworks. Oh, God. And it's like all the fireworks. Yes, yeah. that's what it is. That's a anglers aren't that way and, and when you really get deep into fly fishing or becoming a fit, you know an avid fisherman that's kind of how it is yeah there's three names for everything right. <laughs> absolutely well, i think we were you took us on a segue Aaron. Through the, uh, yeah, through the time. I go back to fishing yeah. reports. I can go back to fishing reports. That, I, it's fishermen. We talk you know, stories. That's why I both of you like, um, where were we? It's easy to get off track I when did you're like your story, though. Um, so uh, where I was going with that is the warm water fishing is definitely starting to pick up. Um, we're, we were stuck for a long time in winter, but thank God we're out. Um, in addition to those warm water fisheries, so Rye Patch, Lahontan, um, starting to pick up. Uh, I'm sure Topaz is really starting to pick up as well. Um, we have those trout fisheries that are kind of up north. So looking at, um, I think I got a pretty good uh, report from Catnip, which is is kind of one of those you oh, don't yeah. you don't yeah, hear. We, did. we got some photos through our social media. As well. Okay, excellent. Yeah. So uh, Catnip as well as um, going up Squaw Creek and of course Wall Canyon, both of those for the the trout fishing very very well. Um, so. You know, take a drive, day trips. Those are all within a day. Good, good fishing in close for sure, for sure. Nice. Well, would now be a good time to get into some of the events you've been. Definitely. We have fishing reports down. People know it ties and flies, ties and flies, or flies and ties, whatever it's called to get. And now flying ties, <laughs> flying fly ties, fly absolutely. Ties. I, you know, after twenty years, I still catch myself saying that. So it's, it's so just, they go in fly, they go and buy the fly, and then they make a tie, right? Fly tying, yeah, and then you tie the fly. fly That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I just mix it. I, oh, I mix it. up. The, oh, I mix the I'm wordage. I'm so confused. Up. Sorry, I thought I was being clever and I just no. screwed right. things up. So, so anyway, so when Jan walked in, I was going to give him a hard time to tell me either smells like corn or Kool Aid, and that's for a very good reason. He kind of skimmed over it a little bit, what he's been doing the last few days, but 
he's chumming for the carp. And so, Jan, can you kind of explain Absolutely. We could probably we could we could definitely do 45 minutes on this alone. Um, so I'll try to speed through this for sure. Um, and it's kind of refined into this this beautiful process. We about a week ahead of time um, prior to our, our kids carp derby out at Lahontan, which is again this Saturday. Um, we prep the waters. So um, my typically my Memorial Day weekend is spent barbecuing and cooking corn. So I've got three huge vats of water and cracked corn that we cook down um, into kind of this cream corn. So it goes from a very dry, very solid state to kind of a uh, gelatin kind of mixture and we add Kool-Aid to it. So you get this kind of cream corn with Kool-Aid mixture and man, the carp love it. Um, even throwing it out there today, you, you know, you, you kind of, um, I made a joke out there today. I was like, we're going to have a cornball fight because you can actually form this, <laughs> this chum into these balls and toss them out in the water and, and watching these, these corn balls kind of break apart that, that, I feel like the carp are trained at this point because there's fish on those corn balls like immediately. So you start seeing these dirt clouds all around the corn yeah. balls and you know that they're there. Um, but so we we spent a whole bunch of whole bunch of time cooking the corn. Um, we spend the whole week chumming and then Saturday morning uh, registration opens uh, bright and early at 7 a.m. Fishing starts at 8 um, and it's hard not to catch fish. Um, I say that, and you know, this year might be different, but in the last 10 years, it hasn't been any different. Um, we have uh, a lot of fish in close. We've got a whole bunch of kids, you know, we're probably expecting between 100 and 200 kids this year. So it's definitely going to be big. Um, we have prepared for that. We've got a lot of the area chummed and there's a lot of fish in, um, as far as what else goes into it. Um, you know, it's, the, the prep really is in that week before and chum and the cooking and, and everything that, that kind of goes into that. Um, so it's, it's once, once we actually start fishing, I take a huge deep breath and just kind of get to enjoy the event from that, that point forward. Um, got some cool awards with that one. We have, um, three age categories and then we've got biggest fish, um, actually the three largest fish in each one of those age categories. And then we've got an award for the most fish caught. So, um, we got a few kids that have been back a few years, um, uh, not to mention names, the Glines kids that are, the, well, Gage specifically that's going after it, I'm sure, again. He's kind of the reigning champion of the uh, uh, total fish, and uh, we're, uh, we've, we've got some kids kind of on his toes this year, but um, uh, we, we, we have a really good time out of there. Out there. Um, it's, it's families fishing, it's uh, productive fishing, which kind of makes... If you've gone fishing and you've not caught any fish, your fishing is, is, is okay. You know, you're, you're outside, you're enjoying things, but especially with kids, if you're catching fish and you're catching a lot of fish, it just changes the game. Yeah. It's almost, we can't guarantee it. It's about as close as you can get. Yeah. So you think of it as like a, almost like a shark chum slick. And it's this corn and the Kool-Aid kind of brings them in. And then the day of, we put a piece of corn on the hook and you throw it out. So they've been used and to it boom. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. I mean, you got double-digit fish on Barbie poles and Spider-Man. Absolutely. Poles. That's, and that is the best part. It's, it's watching kids because, you know, we, 100 or 200 kids next to each other it, it takes up a lot of space and you've got one kid hooked up on a you know a six or eight pound carp trying to walk it down the beach and a bunch of other kids that has to be it's fun just to watch. complete <laughs> chaos and that's that's even before the kids have to take the fish to the weigh station so you've got 
all this that goes into getting the fish on the beach. And then once you got it on the beach, we get a good layer of sand kind of rolled onto it. And the kids have to themselves take them up to the weigh station. <laughs> so yeah. we've got nets and we've got, we've, we've got their guys there to weigh the fish. And it's, um, sometimes it's a struggle to get the fish even to the weigh station. So it's just, the whole thing is so much fun and it's, it, it just brings out a lot of that, that cute and fun with kids. So it's, it's just a great time. It's they, a great time. They earn those prizes. It sounds like. Definitely. <laughs> most definitely. Air yeah, in your most face. Definitely. Yeah, you mentioned the families because you do see the same families. Definitely. There are a lot of the same families that come every year and they're so successful. They, they kind of learn how it goes and then you'll see them come with their own recipes for their own bait. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's definitely one of, I mean, if not the best event for, for the year. It's so much fun. Yeah, I think I even having you know I'm having I have an older son um, that that uh, participated when he was about ten or twelve and and had a lot of fun and now I have a couple younger ones that that um, were there last year, uh, won no prizes um, but had a great time and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to this one sneaking sneaking away and maybe maybe hooking a couple with them um yeah. if i have the time for sure so this is this is the event of the yeah, season and then that's the for other sure. thing i wanted to mention is is kind of along the same lines is uh because we bait them in for that day they're really hot and heavy for the day or for the event but i mean they're still great fishing in that area for carp for a while after Absolutely. And I, you know, I would even say with, with my story earlier, there's, I mean, you can go out there fishing for carp right now and catch those white bass and catch those. So there's, there's always something to catch there, I feel like. Um, but yeah, they they definitely, they're not going anywhere for a week. <laughs> and see, this is what I was saying, actually, we can highlight Jan and he and I can just I know while well, looking at our time and I'm yeah. like, we got, cause you have another big event yeah. right after carp derby. So real quick, we definitely want to talk day. about that free fishing day. Absolutely, Sparks Marina, uh, a partner with Sparks Rotary as well as Parks uh, Sparks Parks, um, and that is an incredible event. Um, it, we've had as many as sixteen hundred kids out there. Um, on average, I'd say it's closer to maybe six or eight hundred. And uh, we have nets set up where um, we kind of hold the fish into. Um, not tiny, but smaller areas, um, and try to, again, just like the carp derby with chumming, we really try to make fishing easy. So we kind of spark that, uh, that joy, um, from the beginning, but we, um, set up big nets. Uh, Rotary has a ton of fishing poles and bait and tackle and advice and everything's free. Everything's provided. Um, the rods while surprise, while supplies last, but, um, there's other activities going on. There's a lot of other good groups there um, with activities. Um, I think in the past they've had golfing, face painting, all kinds of different bounce things. Hat, bounce hat, yeah. Um, food, ice cream, ice food. Cream, it's yeah, all that. kinds of fun stuff for sure. Uh, definitely loaded. Um, and again, we, we, we really try to with all those fun things, try to, to create the, the, the best fishing um, uh, possible. So uh, we we spent about another week, just like uh, the, the carp derby. We spent about a week preparing um, nets and and fish and finding fish and 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 making it happen. So we've got that that good fishing to again kind of spark that joy from the beginning. Yeah, we were talking about maybe we'll get Jan in next week and we'll talk about pre-fishing day, but we can't. Yeah, like, nope. No <laughs> it's, extra time next week. It's busy, yes, so, it, and I wouldn't change it for anything. It's awesome. Again, it's all different stuff. 
And awesome. don't forget, it's free. The reason you're having that event at Sparks Marina, free fishing yes. day across the street. Free fishing so day. So you don't need a license. No. All other rules Reg- do apply. All rules and regulations do apply. <laughs> but yeah, you do not a fit, need a fishing license for that day. And um, like Aaron, I think, brought up, there's there's so many places close by to us, those community ponds. That there's no excuse to go out and, you know, for a little Get while. Absolutely. Fish. Everybody's got rods in their garage or 10 bucks for a for a Walmart rod. And, and that free fishing day is a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So now you know about um, fishing reports, flies and ties, all the fishing events, and then <laughs> fly tying, you guys. I know what it is. Um, and then finally, uh, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought and we're running out of time. Well, all the events. Oh, no. Where could people go? Because you have so many different classes. We have to get this in before we oh, yeah. end. Uh, just around the year, people want to learn. The guy himself. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we have, uh, for, for the fly fishing, fly tying, fly fishing classes start uh, typically in July after a lot of our, our uh, summer kind of kids programs um, slow down. So July, August, and September, we start back up the fly, uh, fly fishing classes, introduction classes, um, offer everything from like a one day to a three day. So if you want to try it or you know you want to do it, you've got a lot of different options. Fly tying classes typically start in the wintertime, so once it gets a little bit colder. However, um, in August, uh, we will start the fly of the month back up, so we'll have those those fly of the month starting in August. And then yeah. fly tying, again, when it cools down, so probably in October, November, again, before the holidays. Nice. And awesome. all those schedules you can find on endow.org. You got it. Angler Education or Learn to Fish. Yep. Well, thank you, Jan, again. Thank you. know you. it's super busy. We went a little over because it was worth it. Appreciate it. <laughs> we'll have to get you in when things slow down again. Definitely. Won't yeah. be, it probably won't be as entertaining. <laughs> yeah, we'll make it entertaining. But anyway, well, thanks again. And thank you, everyone, for listening. That does it for this week's Nevada Wild. again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.